Hey, 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 maybe it's time to do a podcast with Buddy's owner in the Arizona Schnoodle Walks. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. The Mother's Day edition. It is uh, a bit humid this morning. It's warm. 81 degrees. And uh, at 8.15 on a Sunday morning. And uh, dogs on at me walking. 33% humidity. So I haven't done a dew point in a while. Let's do a dew point. 81, 33. And it feels muggy. And the result is 49. 49 on the dew point. 81. So that's why it's muggy. We've had kind of an unusual morning with uh, some clouds in the sky, a little bit of thunder. And yet it's not really raining much. But I just got a couple of drops. So it's like mixed. It's Mother's Day. My mom just turned 95. How about that? That's actually pretty cool, right? <laughs> you know, the distribution curve. People don't literally live that long. So, uh, yeah, yeah, what's in it for you? There's so much of that, right? The what, the so what, and the what now. Is that what the two things are? So what, and what now? of a good podcast. Well, what is so what? What now? What is the so what? Bud's ready for a walk. Um, I guess I had like a little emotional disturbance this morning because I like to read my own stuff, right? So I, I have a discipline. I read my chapter nine which is probably like probably the most one of the most exciting chapters in the bible acts chapter nine because it's a lot of scholars bible people will tell you that well the apostle paul he wrote more than half of the new testament man oh and we think of this guy as like some robed dude balding long gray hair if they had pipes back then he'd be like smoking a pipe <laughs> and, and he's he's an interesting cat as they say an interesting cat so this might be acts nine podcast the so what so this guy is really smart we know that he's like trained in jerusalem and when Jesus was there and died, I mean, Jesus didn't ask him to be a disciple. So this is one of my my little things that I kind of like to ask the question about. These are questions that don't really have answers, but they're kind of questions that are interesting to make you think a little bit, right? So why didn't Jesus make this Saul guy one of his 12 disciples? He's about the same age. And the... Christian Bible communities that I hang out with, which is basically non-Roman Catholic, because I'm starting to appreciate Roman Catholics much more because they don't they don't have this tendency to do what non-Roman Catholic churches do, which is they love to like take Bible verses and tell you what they mean, right? <laughs> the Roman Catholic Church seems to be very good at not trying to tell you 
what the Bible means. Now, they probably do, and maybe I miss it, and maybe it's clouded by all the imagery and symbolism that they love and the routine that the Roman Catholic Church, which I think is probably the Roman Catholic's downfall, so there's pluses and minuses things, right? Because God is dynamic. I find we have a living God and, of course, the Holy Spirit, right? So I feel it's very dynamic. So to be doing the same routines and swinging the same little pot of smoke around and wearing the same hats for like a thousand years, that just doesn't, by definition, doesn't seem to be a living God. So, and that's just me because I'll criticize anything, right? So that's probably the reason I'm doing this podcast is my wife got pissed off at me because I overheard some some preacherman on the TV, some preacherman talking about COVID-19 and how it's like God's judgment on America. And that, I mean, that tough stuff, I hope it makes you sick too. But it's just, to me, that's a sign of Christian understanding, faith, walking the spirit, uh, maturity. If you can listen to that kind of crap and go, wait a minute, clown. You know, the guy's got some platform and maybe that's a lesson too, is like these platforms that people have. Oh, you got to have a platform. Well, this guy's got a platform. Platform. Well, yeah, people have platforms. And then it goes to their head. Their platform goes to their head, right? And uh, and so they're preaching to the choir. So there's like, I guess my wife is doesn't mind listening to that stuff. you know. And I'm just kind of like, this is this guy acts as if all God cares about is the United States, you know, and and it's like bipolar preaching because on the other hand they'll talk about oh no we got a great commission man we got to go to the end of the earth, and yet all of a sudden now COVID nineteen is like God's judgment on America just like the Great Depression was in nineteen twenty nine. How about crap happens, right? And like I was saying, like COVID-19 is not affecting everybody the same. So I just don't think God deals with groups. That's one of my main themes is God just doesn't deal with groups anymore. Like, like that's, that's the whole thing about why Jesus came and the mystery of the gospel and the mystery of the Holy Spirit is he deals with us as people, as individuals. He places the word of God in our hearts. But some people like this guy, this preacher boy, is trying to like group think the whole thing or group it as if, you know, we're going to get revival now because revival from COVID-19 is going to, you know, get this country back. We're going to pray that the virus goes away. You know, I'm like, dude, it may make people feel good to hear that. I don't know why it, to me, it doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel like, dude, I don't think you really get what, what, why Jesus came. This is a guy that came, the son of God, died brutally on a cross. Just think of that. And the message is, the teaching is, this is the son of God almighty who created everything, right? Crucified, didn't defend himself, went through suffering, and rises from the dead. Now, if that's not the most amazing thing ever, 
but these guys like to distract us with, well, you know, in the Old Testament, Elijah, God pulled his favor, and he took his favor away. And I'm like, oh, this can't, we can't be listening to this. <laughs> and it's like, why do we miss it? It's so obvious that that's, yeah, sure. We can read that. That's what happened. That's what happened before when God had a select people who were also messed up. And he dealt with them as a country. But we now know we're in a new time. It's a new era. Jesus came. (laughs) Rose from the dead. I mean, you can go back to every... Old Testament story ever, you know, David even beating Goliath. Well, David's died, dead, dead. David's not alive anymore. But this Jesus guy is. The same preacher boy, you know, the same preacher boy on TV at some point will go, and Jesus, he'll get back to his Jesus story. But right now he's on the platform of COVID-19, maybe we'll get revival. <laughs> so so back to Paul, right? So this is Paul. I'm like, I just read Acts chapter 9. It's a great chapter. And what do we see? We see um, Saul emboldened by Stephen's getting stoned. So here, so instead of like Saul watching like the um, sermon from Stephen, in Acts chapter seven, uh, and going like, wow, you know, Stephen talked about Moses and how Moses pointed to Jesus and it all made everything Stephen said all made sense. It all was the gospel get stoned at the end of it by these Jewish leaders. And Saul's like, yeah, that's cool. No problem. So he, he hearing it, but he's not really hearing it, right? So then Acts chapter 8, That's these chapter separations aren't perfect, right? So this is Luke writing the story and, again, reading the Bible. Like most preachers are like, you know, Bible references. Like, well, Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. Like, I guess it's supposed to give you some kind of authority because you can, like, give some kind of reference, right? But I, my preference is we are reading a book by a guy named Luke who did some research on what was happening. So that's it. And uh, the beginning of... The story continues from the seven and the eight is Saul being all behind the uh, stoning of the guy, supporting it. And then Acts chapter nine continues. He's like, yeah, he's still chasing these people down and threatening them and supporting their murder. Like this guy's bad dude, man. Saul's a bad dude and he's on his way to Damascus to, do more damage. And what you're going to find out as you continue reading is people, he's got a reputation, right? People know about him, even in Damascus. This 
Ananias guy knows about him. Because what happened was finally God intervenes. God intervenes in Saul's life. Now, it was apparently like Jesus himself. But I have on the opinion that these things still happen. Not that we all have a road to Damascus experience. But if we have faith at all, it's because it's a gift of God, which Paul will later write when his name changes to Paul. I think it's in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, that the, the uh, faith is a gift. So if, you, if you're like me and you kind of like don't like Bible verses, that's fine. I don't, I don't either. But, but if you want to look it up, it's Ephesians. So it's a letter he wrote much later, probably like 20 years later from his conversion. And he probably looks back on his life and goes, you know, yeah, uh, I probably needed that intervention because I was ready to keep going. Chasing down the Christians. And it's also kind of interesting that, you know, it's like, why? Why are these guys doing it? It's like they're jealous because they're Jewish. And one of the things that I think is missed in the Christian circles is, is how Jewish the Christian faith started out. Because when we were only in Acts chapter 9 right now, there's 28 um, chapters. And this is basically the history of the church. And so I'm, I think it's probably less than a year after. It's like within the first year, all this stuff is happening. So Jesus is crucified, probably at like 36, 37, I don't know, 40 AD, something like that. And and uh, it's a Jewish thing, right? They didn't like the guy. He was calling people. He had followers. They didn't really, all of them get it. And, uh, and, and now we have the Pentecost, which is 50 days. That's Acts chapter 2. And a few other events leading up to Acts chapter 9. But I, I'm pretty sure it's like within the first three or four months, six months of the events. And I have to pay attention to see. But by the time you get to the end of Acts, Acts, you know, this is like probably, I want to say 60 AD. So 20, 25 years. So I think the book of Acts is Luke's recording of about 25 years of events. And uh, so, yeah, things are going to change, right? Things are going to change. And um, so he's blinded by the light. And uh, God calls Ananias to go speak to uh, Saul. And I really get a kick out of it because Saul's like, or I mean, Ananias is like, oh, but God... uh, this dude likes to kill your followers of Jesus. And God's like, I know that. I know. It. Don't worry. I got this. He's my chosen instrument, he says. So I read that this morning. It's like, well, are we not all in some ways a chosen instrument of God? Like we have this faith. So isn't that a better way of speaking about the faith that each of us are a chosen instrument in our own way. And we don't need a TV preacher to tell us like, oh yeah, COVID-19, man. Maybe we'll get revival. <laughs> as if, 
as if the skill of the preacher will bring revival. Because what do we learn from Saul himself? He saw it all. He knew it all. But it's only God's intervention. Or as Chuck Colson would say, our hope is in the power of God working through the hearts of people. So I have to back off with my wife a bit. She, I mean, that's probably what I need to do is just like let God's heart or let the power of God work through her heart. Because she likes the, she seems to like that, you know, or she's not opposed to it like me. She doesn't have like a reaction, like I get reaction from some TV preachers like that. And because, and then again, it's because I'm reading a chapter a day. I get input from the word, right? So what else happens at night? And 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 uh, the other thing I get a kick out of is I think is funny is, and you know God apparently tells Ananias like, um, Paul's my don't worry, Paul's my chosen instrument, and I will show you how much he must suffer for my sake. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, so why does God tell? Ananias, like, oh, don't worry. I'm going to make Paul suffer. <laughs> it's like, what is this some kind of sadistic God that we have? It's like, I don't know why. And maybe that's a hindsight statement. I don't know. How does, how does Luke know that that's exactly what was said? But I believe that the scripture is inerrant. So there's probably an element to that. And, of course, there's also the facts of the last... 25 years that in, in fact Paul did suffer a lot or Saul did so so there's truth there and I, I find it funny that God would tell Ananias that like oh don't worry man he's going to get his baby Saul's going to get his and what else we got we got cloudy sky we got Dudes running, you know, and hopefully I run faster than that. The, I can't tell what that is. Man, if I run that slow, dude, I'm like really hurting. <laughs> but, but here we are. Bud's enjoying his walk. It's a Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning. Oma Maggie's coming over. And, uh, little Mother's Day thing. So everybody has different perspectives, right? So I don't, I'm not really, in the celebration, holiday sense, uh, I'm not very good at those things. That's a weakness. I don't know if it's a weakness, it's just my personality. See, notice how quickly I said it's not a, it's not a weakness, it's just who I am. <laughs> I'm making excuses. But it's Mother's Day, right? But, uh, let me finish with Acts 9. So Saul is about to uh, um, well, he, he gets the Holy Spirit and he's preaching to the Jews in Damascus and that freaks everybody out, right? Because here's the guy that was attacking him now so quickly supporting him, which to me is evidence that it is all about the Holy Spirit. It is all about God. It is about God's intervention. The guy went, it's not like he had to go to seminary to learn things because 
it was there the whole time. He knew, he knows the whole Jewish history. So it's not that difficult for him to, quote unquote, preach the gospel without training. I mean, he basically like, okay, I get it. Uh, I was fighting against this and wow, boom, I get it now. So the gospel is not that complicated, right? And uh, so he gets the, the Jews in Damascus were not real happy with him. So he has to escape. And, and quite later on in life, in fact, Paul recalls how dicey, dicey, good British expression. Dicey, how dicey that situation was. It was dicey. Could have gone either way. Put a sharp knife on it. Dice it. Does uh, Saul escape through the towers, through the wall, being let down through the wall? Or does he get caught and killed? So they wanted to kill this guy right away. <laughs> I'm chuckling. Because it's like the hatred for this guy throughout his life is amazing. I guess maybe I should, in my fear and wanting to be liked myself, maybe I should just embrace the Pauline. I could act like N.T. Wright, speak like a Britishman. Embrace the new perspectives on Paul. <laughs> Whatever. What, what are those new perspectives on Paul. The perspectives I'm getting on Paul is people didn't like him. You know? And as my reminded with my friend the other day, uh, he was advised with by that his that his co-workers um, felt like he made them feel stupid and they didn't like it. You know? So he in his work environment However, he communicates with others. The feedback is that the others um, have the perception that this guy, he always makes me feel stupid and I don't like it. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's such a classic commentary. It's probably not a great one. And I guess my friend will probably uh, work on his self-awareness that he does that. Um, but I, I, I like that. I think that's kind of classic. And uh, so there you go. So that's probably a Saul, too. He probably, he probably made people feel stupid, too. And Peter didn't like it either. So you read about later. When they start debating on the circumcision thing, and 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 I was I was commenting how uh, today's American Christians, especially, forget how much of the New Testament is trying to figure out. Well, how do we get these Gentiles in with the Jewish people? Like, do they have to get circumcised? Do they have to follow this stuff? You know, what's what kind of traditions are we following? Um, do we, what do we do here? You know, what is it? You know, we're, there's a lot of us are Jewish people and we get it, but now we got all these Gentiles coming in. So how does this all integrate? And the Roman empire is basically Gentiles and they don't have any history with the Jewish 
religion. So how important is that? And preaching the good news, the good news is that um, God has completed his Jewish journey for a while, the the Jewish country journey. And now this message is for all Gentiles. So um, I often try to like to simplify things. So there's only like a half a percent of the world population that's Jewish. So we're all in one tribe, y'all. Black-eyed peas. One tribe, y'all. So, yeah, maybe people like to make it more complicated and get into other nationalities and things. In sub-ethical subcategories and further divide things, but I like to just keep it simple. Either you're a Jew or you're a Gentile. And basically, the Christian story or the Jewish story is that they were the chosen people up until Jesus came, and that's it. So, Acts 9 ends, doesn't, doesn't like focus all on Saul. Saul escapes, goes to back to Jerusalem, tries to fit in with the dudes, has a little trouble because they don't trust him either. Barnabas reaches out to him. Uh, he's in the epicenter of Jewish hatred, hatred towards Christians. So they all decide, let's get him out of here. He goes to Caesarea, then into Tarsus. And that's Saul. And we leave him there for a while. He's, he's put aside. Now, uh, what happens next? There's a story of, does it go right to Peter? Um, I think it goes right into Peter. Peter does some stuff. Is the end of chapter 9. And he even raises Tabitha from the dead. He did one other miracle too. And uh, so yeah, so the story goes on in Acts 9. And I think at this point, I'm probably going to jump some years. Like... This, I think that all happened in the first six to 12 months. Saul's in Tarsus. Barnabas, there's a connection there. We Barnabas knows Saul. So I think what's going to happen next is, you know, the church, God's going to keep intervening. The Holy Spirit's working, guiding people, growing. And um, the Spirit's moving and there's opposition from religious leaders, there's opposition from spiritual forces, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's what's happening. So, I guess the what now, I think it's a powerful thing to read chapter a day, and um, I will try to be kinder and put things in perspective with my family today even though they quite don't they don't quite get it get my thing but you can get it i need another audience right i just need another audience so if you like that you can go to my website six sixsola.com which 
That's always hard to market these things to make things easy for people. It's the number six, TH, because I wanted to keep it short because S-I-X-T-H. I guess I'm saving one, two. I'm saving two characters, man. Sick, the number six, TH. Sola, S-O-L-A. That means you got to walk in the spirit. That's it. That's all it takes. You don't have to do anything else. Right? You just got to walk in the spirit. You got to have the gift of the spirit to give you faith. And it's just not that hard, people. As John Ortberg says, we got to stop trying harder. And uh, just try softer. That's a message for me, too. You got to try softer. And uh, yeah, there's, there's no blaring sun on me right now. There's a little nice breeze, so that feels good. I know it. It's a little hard to transmit through the podcast. So what's in it for you? What now? Sixsola.com. You get a free download of the uh, reading plan. And I don't teach. I'm just coaching you. Take 15 minutes, half hour. Follow the flow. The flow of this new era we're in. We're in the post-resurrection. May 21st is coming up. Ascension, Thursday. Jesus Takeoff Day in German. Christi Himmelfahrt. The old Christi Himmelfahrt. Yeah. Jesus Takeoff Day. It's like Werner von Braun. Coming up. It's coming up, people. Then, what else we got? We've got... Um, Pentecost, May 31st. It's coming up, Sunday. Maybe we'll be back in our churches. Don't know. So, um, Your Role Matters, that's a church that I'm leading my beta group with. And I'm doing my daily email reminders to spend, spend your 15, 30 minutes in the Word in the chapter, read it, let God speak to you, think about it, use your brain, use your head, and uh, so I did that this morning, it's very pleasing, motivates me to do my thing, and um, six sola, got that. And uh, I'm in process, so I got things to do. It's all I can't. I'm not. I'm not really relaxed about things. Although when I walk Bud and I do a podcast, it helps me. But I don't know if it's. I hope I want it to help you as well. I think I got a listener down in Pretoria, South Africa, formerly of Namibia. So that's nice to have a global reach, right? You got a global global reach because that's that's how God Almighty would want it. So there you go. Shout out to Pretoria, Namibia. Impacted by COVID. But not like the American preacher. It's not it's not meant to bring America to its knees. <laughs> God is in control. And it is what it is, man. 
So read the Bible yourself. Communicate with God. Pray. Enjoy life. I don't, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I need to be filled with that joy, the fruit of the spirit of joy. That I'm not always doing. I guess there's a season for everything. We can talk about that too. So I'm in an unusual season myself. Your role matters, yeah. Okay, so I think I'll end the podcast. And I may just call this thing simplicity, just call it Acts 9. Acts 9. Go read it yourself. Go read it. Think about it. Suddenly, God acts, right? Ophno or afno is a Greek word for suddenly. It's not the exact one that's used here. There's another one. Not sure if that's significant, but I don't I really care. I prefer the other other usages anyway. Ophno, afno, afno, afno. Something like that. Kind of cool. Suddenly. Anything can happen. Suddenly. Things can change. And get out of the prison I'm in. And I am probably in a mental prison. And that did, it, all that reminded me. The, uh, there was a healing. That was, that was the other healing that Peter did. Peter did a healing of a guy paralyzed for eight years. It kind of touched me because I'm not physically paralyzed, but I feel emotionally and spiritually. I wrote that in my journal. I feel emotionally and spiritually and mentally paralyzed in many ways. Maybe you do too. Or consider it. You know, some people call it limiting beliefs. But let uh, let the miracle of God, may the Holy Spirit work in your life to free you. I don't feel freed from it right now. I mean, I'm mentally acknowledging that it can happen. And I just pray that the Lord will free me from my mental prison, my paralysis of analysis, paralysis of emotional, mental, spiritual challenges. So we all have them. So that's the now what. Think about yours. Maybe you're free. And if you're free from them, help others. Help other people that you know free themselves from their mental prisons. Good book by Scott Adams. Anyways, cheers, everybody. Um, May grace and mercy bring you peace. I like that. I'm doing, I'm trying that out now. May, may grace and mercy bring you peace in your soul, spirit, and mind. There you go. Bye-bye.